the, the connection that you get sometimes just walking into a store, if you go get breakfast or lunch, you got to talk with the owner. You never know if they they have interested in expanding or not. NAI Global presents How's Biz. Greetings. Welcome to NAI Global's How's Biz podcast. I'm your host, Gary Marsh. Today's uh, guest is Gael Zangazo with NEI Elliott in Portland, Oregon. Uh, welcome, Gail. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So we know that you're one of our uh, next gen uh, stars, rising stars. This is partly why we want to host you today and some others, some of your colleagues from different markets in the U.S., uh, maybe we'll re reach out uh, internationally as well. But for now, we're going to start with some of our young talent in the U.S., and you're certainly one of them. Um, well, let's just start with your business practice. I know you're part of a team. It's the, I think you guys call it again, this is under the NEI Elliott uh, platform. It's your team is called Northwest Realty Advisors. Uh, I think the lead is George McCubre. You have two other teammates. So maybe why don't you talk about your team and your, your teammates and how you guys uh, do your business. Okay, yeah. Actually, I'm not part of the team anymore as of June 1st. I first joined George and Nick uh, initially back in 2021 to form a team. George needed a little bit of help with surveys and doing some side work for him. And that's when I was the perfect fit to, to jump. Okay, so you're, you, uh, you've moved on now, and I, I presume you're Doing what a lot of us, a lot of you do is you've got your own book of business and that's what you're running with. Yes. So for the past two years, uh, George and I work closely on a, with a lot of tenants and landlords, and that allow me to keep some of the tenants. So some of the tenants that I'm working with, I'm still sharing those tenants with George, but I do 90% of the work and we share in those. And those usually leads to referrals, uh, other relationship building, and getting tenants on my own. And is it principally retail focused? Yeah, I try to specialize in retail and tenant rep retail. I do a little bit of landlord, landlord work, but I find my happiness with, with tenants. That's a different uh, ball of wax. I mean, I, getting into working the tenant side, you, you, you either get to or really have to, but also it sounds like want to get more immersed in what their business model is and what they do and and particularly with retail, you're 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 into micro site selection as to, you know, how what the demographics are for a certain uh, retail application. Is that generally true of how your business is, is done? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to reach out to national tenant to see if they have any interest in the in the Portland market. I use a software called Retail Lease Track. Uh, those guy had a, a booth at, at ICSC. And it's great because you can send a broadcast email to all the tenants that you think could potentially be interested in your market, and you're just waiting for the feedback. For local tenant, we usually do cold calls, or I will just walk into a store and pass out my business card and trying to get some, some feedback from that. And I, I've been pretty successful at that. Uh, well, you know, old, old style, <laughs> uh, what, they, what they call it, uh, shoe leather or something like that. And knocking on doors. It's how a lot of business gets conducted, certainly at the retail level. Um, not to get too deep into the weeds on the, the, the national market scene and some of the perception 
and we've talked about this with the retail council, but Portland has gotten a little bit of a black eye with some of the retailers, Walmart pulling out of Portland proper uh, and some other, you know, because of the conditions in the downtown. But I know you and, and again, George's team have done a lot of business in the suburbs. When you do reach out or maybe a conversation you had with a retailer at the recent ICSE, you say Portland market, do they give you the stink eye or do you have to do a lot of explaining or how's that sort of working out for you right now? Yeah, they do give me the stink eye, but you got to explain that it's what's really happening. It's only like a few blocks downtown. It's not the whole city. And once you get out of the suburbs, it, you don't see any of it. So it's perfectly fine. But I've noticed also a lot of retailers downtown want to close their location to move out to the suburbs as well. And, and talk about the suburbs. I've certainly been to Portland on a number of occasions for work. Uh, it's a fairly large community. I, I don't know off the top of my head. What is the metro population? Is it? It's it must be two to three million. Is that something? Is that yeah, sound right? yeah it's, it's, it's between two and three million. I think exactly it's two point six. I believe, okay. uh, including um, South Washington, so Vancouver, Washington, all the way to Gresham, and all the way to Hillsborough. It's about yeah, two point five, two point six million. And really, the majority of that population does live in the suburbs, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, um, so again, the podcast is called How's Biz? So, Gail, maybe share um, some of the recent work you've done, uh, any any particular deals of interest that you've closed in the last six months that that you worked on that were might be of interest to readers or listeners? Yeah, I got an interesting story. Um, I'm a big cider fan after going to England 10 years ago, so I don't drink beer anymore. I'm all cider. And uh, there's a little growler next to my house in, uh, in the waterfront. And um, I got to meet the owner and told him that this cider is, is really good. And uh, he was telling me that he wanted to expand out to Sherwood, Oregon, slightly um, about 10 miles out of uh, his current location. And three months later, we ended up doing a deal in one of our shopping centers. So the, the connection that you get sometimes just walking into a store, if you go get breakfast or lunch, you got to talk with the owner. You never know if they're, they have interested in expanding or not. I don't think about that in retail. It's it's different, obviously, with office. The office right, brokers, tenant reps, they they have to be intentional about showing up in an office place. Whereas, right times you're uh, uh, just doing what you're doing, living your life. So hopefully the IRS isn't listening. But I would think everything you do is a complete write off. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so how are you, so you, you talked about a, a software that you, uh, picked up with at the ICSC, um, what's it again, Gael, and, and how else do you prospect and, and, you know, we have this, uh, burgeoning NAI retail council network. Are you working with some of your colleagues in other markets to go after tenants? Actually, I do. Uh, we're working a deal here, uh, with the VA, with uh, a colleague from uh, Charlotte, I believe. So we submitted all the information and we're just waiting for the feedback from the VA. So it's a big um, 600 acres cemetery project. Wow. Uh, and obviously Veterans Administration, that's when you're saying VA, correct? Correct, yes. Um, that's different. Um, okay, well, maybe when that's done, I'd love to hear about it. it sounds like a unique story to write about for a case, uh, case study. Uh, that's, that's good. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, 
how you're addressing some of the current market, and I know we briefly talked about it a few minutes ago with the Portland stuff. Is there is there any you know silver lining in what you're seeing? I mean, one of the things that the news reports are all you know, the, the recession threat isn't materializing because consumers are still spending, even in some cases calling it revenge spending, mm -hmm. uh, the, the recovery from the, the pandemic. Um, is is right now the the retail market pretty robust in the Portland market? That slowed down a little bit, but I don't really see any differences. I mean, I get a lot of inquiries for our spaces. When I reach out to tenant, they actively want to be looking for spaces. So I have more work than than I can handle, actually. So I, I don't really see any slowdown in the retail market. I know for investment sales, uh, office and industrial, I know it has slowed, slowed down quite a lot. But for retail, we pretty much we pretty much very busy. That's good. Well, we, uh, you know, again, part of, you're part of the, the new series we're doing on our next generation. Uh, so we, we do like to ask questions and talk about your background. I think you were down here when I say down here for listeners, I'm in the Bay Area or not really in the Bay Area anymore. I'm north of the Bay Area. Uh, but um, you were you were working in the Bay Area for some time and now you're in Portland. But how did you get into the uh, commercial real estate industry? Well, my wife's brother-in-law is actually the, the president for NAI Elliott, and he's been trying to recruit me to become a broker in Portland for the past, let's say, six, seven years. And there was no way I was moving to, to Portland from the Bay Area. But during the pandemic, my wife and I and my daughter decided to move to Portland. And um, within a few months, uh, I was working at NAI Elliott. He, so he Jordan, was able to gotcha. make Jordan, Jordan got gotcha. Jordan got me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, persistence and then an unfortunate health crisis, the, the combination led to it. So, but you're in the That's business right. now and, and are you having fun with it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, the first six months were tough because I didn't know what I was doing. And I had a little bit of experience in residential, which commercial was very different. Um, so the, I felt pretty useless the first six months. Then I started doing little deals here and there. And now I'm pretty confident with any type of retail leases. Excellent. What what kind of work? I and mean, you said residential real estate in the Bay Area. What what other kind of work were you doing, uh, if if any, in your career? You're you because you're you know I don't know how old you are, but you're late late twenties, thirty or something like that. I like that. <laughs> you're early to mid thirties, <laughs> I take it. Um, we'll, we'll go with that. What what other kind of work were you doing previously, Gail? Uh, well, I have a degree in accounting, so I worked as an accountant for a couple of years, and then I started a a uh, fitness business where my company will go to multifamily residential luxury apartment building, mostly urban, and we will provide uh, fitness classes, yoga, Pilates, uh, HIIT training. So the, the company will pay me and I will hire trainers. I'll pay the trainers. And that was creating passive income. So I started this company called Barrier Fit in 2012, which is still active now. I had to rebrand it to Urban Fitness Collective. But this business is just pretty much giving me passive income. Well, that's good. Uh, everyone likes that. Um, I, I guess in a certain way, that was uh, a, a good background that gave you some of that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit, certainly different from accounting, yet the accounting side can only be helpful in terms of understanding the math associated with right. these deals in particular. Um, are, are some of your clients surprised when you have that sort of mathematical skill? I mean, nowadays, 
we can use our calculator for everything. So the, the math on a commercialistic deal is not very complicated. It's just punching numbers, finding 3% interest. Um, it's not really, I mean, I don't think they have mentioned it at all. Okay. Have you been in a situation uh, where you help a client assessing whether to buy a property versus lease it? That's, that's, you don't have to be an accountant to do that either, but has that come across your work desk yet? No, not yet. Mostly the, the tenant that I've been working with, they only want to, to lease or buy okay. or ground lease. Yeah. Ground lease. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good uh, strategy for uh, a passive income. Speaking of passive incomes for, for the ground owners, um, we're, we're familiar with those as well. Well, um, financially speaking, without getting too personal about how you, how you did it, but was there, you know, this, the hardest part about becoming a commercial real estate broker, again, this is for, for our audience of, of particularly young people that are either in the business or interested in getting in the business, um, how did you financially get by the first year or two before you really started to make some commissions? Well, my passive income from the fitness business was pretty much paying all the bills and plus. And uh, NAI Elliott provided me with uh, a small little base salary and I was earning small commissions along the way as well. Okay, so you, you, that was a good path. Well, again, unique that you had a passive income uh, from a previous business. Well, here we are. Um, Gail, what's what's sort of your short-term outlook for uh, your business? And maybe five years from now, do you see yourself doing something different, uh, more of the same? What's what's What are you thinking about for your future? I want to become one of the top tenant rep in the region and work with more national tenant, bigger deals, more sophisticated transactions, and um, have a little bit more of a touch with a uh, big landlord as well and get a little bit more listings, but mainly getting the big guys in, into town when it comes to uh, business. Sounds good. Um, is, is Portland over, over retailed or is it still? Is it under. Still, I'm sorry, say that again? under retail. Oh, it is. Well, that's a good message to get out when you are prospecting with the nationals. Uh, any particular categories that uh, that you're really underserved by, whether it's apparel or hardware or anything like that? I'd like to bring more entertainment to, to the city. It's a little bit sleepy here, and I'd like to bring more big lounges, restaurants to, to bring life back to the city like it used to be a few years ago. Any thoughts or strategies on on doing that? Reach out, a lot of reach out. Try to, um, it, it's going to be teamwork with, with the government, trying to clean up the city a little bit and uh, make all the national tenant comfortable coming back to Portland. Is there is there an entertainment uh, group or network that you could actually talk to? I, you know, typically a lot of entertainment is hyper-local and regional. And and cer certainly the venues and sometimes the talent too. So I don't even I don't even know if one exists in terms of prospecting. But is that something that you could work on? That's something I can work on. I haven't thought about this, but I have to look into that. Sounds good. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to share with us before we wrap up today's house biz? I mean, I'm pretty happy to be a part of the NAI Global Network. It's been a fun going to the conventions in Vegas and Los Angeles. I try to attend all of those and I've been meeting a lot of great brokers and they've, they have inspired me to do more. Sounds good. Well, listen, Gail Zangazo with NEI Elliott. It's been 
wonderful speaking with you on this house biz podcast thanks so much uh, good look good luck to you and look forward to seeing you at one of our upcoming conventions thank you talk soon Thanks for tuning in to How's Biz, presented by NAI Global. Review, share, subscribe, and keep an eye out for the next episode.